Hallelujah. The book of Exodus chapter 14. And Father, we thank you today for your spirit. We thank you for your presence and we thank you for your power. God, we pray that you would anoint us again in the name of Jesus, God. It's our prayer that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be acceptable in your sight. For you are our strength and our redeemer. In Jesus' name, thank God and amen. amen. Now these preachers over here have been preaching all week. So I'm going to try to redeem myself today. Ooh. Hallelujah. Amen. They're hard acts to follow. Amen. So thank God for them. Amen. The book of Exodus chapter 14, verse number 15. One verse of scripture. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak to the children of Israel that they go forward. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore thy criest, wherefore thy criest unto me? Speak to the children of Israel that they, go, that they go forward. Look at your neighbor and tell him, say, Neighbor. I will arise and go forth. I want to talk this morning from the subject, I will arise. Come on, tell somebody else, I will arise. Come on, tell somebody, I don't care what it looks like, tell them. So, some, some of y'all scared to testify. Open your mouth and speak it to the atmosphere, release this word, tell them. Say, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like. I don't care what it seems like. I will arise and go forth. Amen. Clap your hands, everybody, and give God a praise. Amen. Y'all ain't clapping. I said clap your hands. Put your Bibles down. Come on. You got to make a declaration. Clap your hands. Tell the devil, I refuse to stay here any longer, but I will arise. Amen. I will. I will arise and go forth. Amen. Thank God for our musicians today. Amen. I didn't mention this one. Thank God for them. Amen. The book of Exodus, uh, this is the book of exiting, the book of going out. And it records Israel's, it records two things. It records one, Israel's exodus from Egypt. And two, it records their process of redemption. Uh, Israel's book of redemption, this book is written by Moses. And it records the process of redemption of Israel from Egyptian bondage after being in bondage for approximately 400 and 20 years. We know the story of how Moses is found in the Nile. He's raised to become the prince of Egypt. He's raised in the house of the Pharaoh. Uh, the Bible says that uh, when he becomes of age, he understands what's going on. He understands uh, how uh, his people uh, have become enslaved. He be, uh, becomes offended by what he sees. Uh, he sees uh, the Egyptian soldiers mishandling the Israelite slaves and he becomes offended and and he kills the Egyptian soldiers. Uh, I've come to find out that the church is the only place where we wound or where we kick our wounded. Uh, we see people down and instead of giving them a hand up, we like to keep them down. You know, you know how we do. We hear people talk about people, but instead of checking people, we jump on the bandwagon. But those days are over. Come on here. The days of, of, of making people look bad so that you can look good. I know, I know some of you have never experienced it, but you know the church is the only place where everybody can be somebody and there's always everybody trying to make somebody else look bad so that they can look good and so Moses becomes offended by how his brethren are treated you got to understand my friends it's our responsibility to be our brother's keeper and our brother's covering and anytime you see someone mishandling someone who's a part of the family it's our responsibility to be the big brother you know how anybody got any any siblings 
And when you were growing up, you would see someone mishandling your younger sibling or some some of y'all, your older siblings, but because you were the bigger one, you would always step up and say, you know what, that's my brother, that's my sister, watch your mouth. Sometimes even in the army of God, we've got to learn how to stand up for each other. Y'all don't hear me. We've got to learn how to protect and cover each other. I know even though we may not always be right, but the Bible says that love covers a multitude of faults. So even in those times when you may not be as right as you think you are, because I love you as my brother and my sister, I'll cover you long enough for you to get yourself together. And so here the Bible says in Moses, he becomes offended by what he sees. He kills the Egyptian soldier, and because blood is on his hand, he now flees Egypt. The Bible says that when he flees Egypt, he finds himself uh, on the backside of the mountain, tending to the sheep of his father and Lord Jethro. Uh, the Bible said that as he's tending the sheep uh, unto the sheep of his father and Lord Jephthah, minding his minding watches, minding his own business that God speaks to him. Uh, he's busy doing something else, but God speaks to Moses and says, Moses, I've got something for you to do. Point two I want to make in here today is God is in the business of interrupting the lives of people who are already busy. You can't tell me that God is calling you to work when you're sitting on a seat and do nothing. You can't tell me that God's calling you. I'm so sick and tired of people. God's calling me to preach. But what have you been doing with your life so far? What have you been doing with yourself from uh, the time uh, 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 beforehand? And so God is in the business of interrupting the lives of those who are already busy. So Moses is busy tending to the sheep of his father and Lord Jethro. The Bible says that God speaks to Moses through a burning bush. Uh, the Bible says that when Moses recognizes the bush, he sees the bushes on fire, but it's not consumed. He speaks to Moses. He said, Moses, take off your shoes because the ground that you're standing on is holy ground. In other words, what he says to Moses is, Moses, I need you to take off everything that stands between you and me. Uh, you need to understand that uh, if you ever want to stand in the presence of God, you've got to strip yourself of everything your pride y'all don't hear me you've got to strip yourself of everything that stands between you and him uh, because I found that a long time ago some of the things that make us happy don't make him happy uh, some of the things that we're laughing at he's frowning at and so we've got to learn how to strip ourselves uh, uh, Genesis uh, said that Adam was naked and not ashamed sometimes we've got to learn how to stand before God naked. I'm not talking about naked as in naked with no clothes, but I'm talking about without pretense. We've got to take off everything that stands between us and God. And we've got to learn how to stand before God because the fact of the matter is, no matter how much we try to dress up the flesh, no matter how good we try to make it look, he still knows the real us. You know, we try to fool God. We try to put on a pretense and we try to make it up and make it look good. We try to dress it up. We like to put red bottoms on and Christian Dior and Gucci and Fendi. We spend all this money trying to fool God. But under all that stuff, God knows who we really are. Under the Mac, under the Sephora, under all of that stuff we put on, he sees the real us. Look at your name and tell him, tell him, tell him, 
real you. He sees the you that nobody else sees. He sees the you that goes home with you. He sees the you that goes to work with you. And so we got to learn how to stand before God and say, you know what, God, I've got issues and I need help. High five sisters, high five another sister and tell them, say, girl, I got issues too. Come on. We got to learn how to stand before God naked and not ashamed. The reason why some of us can't really be delivered is because we don't know how to keep it real. We don't know how to keep it 100 with God. We're trying to act like we got it all together. We're trying to act like we don't need no help. But God knows we ain't got it all together. And he's just saying, I'm waiting for you to stand before me naked and not ashamed. I'm waiting for you to put your issues on the altar. I've come to a place in life where I don't care about people's opinion. About 20 years ago, I got my greatest deliverance. And my greatest deliverance was from people. Because we put all of our effort into what people think about us. Into how people think about us. But let me tell you something about people. People don't have no heaven or hell to put you in. We're worrying about people. But when your bills are due, you can't find people. You worry about people. But when you need a healing, you can't find people. How far the neighbor comes and get over people, get over people. And so he says to Moses, take off your shoes because the ground that you're standing on is holy ground. He speaks to Moses. He says, listen, Moses, I've got something for you to do. The Bible says that Moses begins to make excuses. God, I can't do what you want me to do because I've left the place that you want me to go back to because I've taken a man's life. And if I go there, the Pharaoh will kill me. God says to Moses, didn't I tell you to stand before me naked? I already know what you did before you got here. He says, God, I can't go back. I don't have the excellence of speech. I've got a stuttering problem. He says, Moses, I created you. I already know what you're dealing with. Sometimes we sit back and we say, God, I can't be used because I'm not perfect. I can't be used because of where I've been. I can't be used because of what I've done. But I've come to tell you today that God's not looking for perfect people, but he's looking for imperfect people to accomplish a perfect mission. He doesn't call those who are qualified, but he qualifies those who are called. I tell people all the time, take your mouth off of people. You sit back like you got spiritual FBI. Talk about who he can use, who he can't use, who he should use. Let me tell you something. If God can use you, he can use anybody. Look at your neighbor, top neighbor. If God can use me, he can use anybody. He says to Moses, I want you to go back to Egypt. I want you to go back to the place where I just delivered you from. And I want you to get all of those who you left behind. The nations, the generations of people who are left in Egypt. I've chosen you to be their redeemer. You've got to understand, my friends. Anytime God brings you out, he gives 
hear me? I said, any, let me say it again. Anytime God brings you out, he will give you an anointing for what he delivered you from. He says, I'm anointing you to go back to Egypt. Watch this. He says, you ain't got to worry about Pharaoh. You ain't got to worry about the enemy who's put a death threat out on you. He says, because as long as you're on my assignment, I'll protect you. I tell people every day, I don't care what the devil does. I don't care how many darts he shoots. I don't care how many empty releases. I don't care what he does. As long as I'm on God's assignment, the enemy can't touch me. I find your neighbor and tell him, say, neighbor, stay in his assignment. Stay in his wheel. Come on here. Because when you stay in his wheel, he'll build that hedge of protection around you. Somebody clap their hand, open your mouth, and tell him thank you. And the Bible says here, he tells Moses, I need you to go back to the chamber of Pharaoh. And I need you to give a message to Pharaoh. He says, tell Pharaoh, I said, to let my people go, that they may worship me in the wilderness. The Bible says here, that Moses does as he's commanded. He takes God at his word. The Bible said that he goes back to the chamber of Pharaoh on God's word. My friends, let me tell you something. His word will accomplish what it sets out to do and it will never return void. And so we've got to learn how to step out on God's word. I hear people say all the time, I believe God for this. I trusted God for that. I stepped out and it wasn't there. But my question is, what's his word a part of the equation? You've got to learn how to step out on God's word. What do you mean? If God says you heal, step out on what he said. If God said you deliver, step out on what he said. If he said you're going to be the head, not the tail, step out on what he said. How far did they tell a neighbor? In this new season, we're going to step on what God said. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but love power and a sound mind. And I'm going to step out. Anybody with me today? I'm stepping out on what he said. Wherever he leads me, I've got to follow. Hallelujah. And the Bible says here that Moses steps out on what God says. He stands before Pharaoh. He says, listen, Pharaoh, I've come with the word from the Lord. The Lord told me to tell you to let his people go so that they can worship in the wilderness. I said, God, what was the issue with them worshiping in Egypt? He says, the reason why they could not worship in Egypt is because I was not the God of Egypt. And so I had to set them at liberty. And some of us in here today, we come to church week after week, and we find it hard to lift our hands. We find it hard to give God praise. I said, God, why is it so hard for 
for some of us to get in the place and go to the reason why some people can't praise me where they are is because I'm not the God of their immediate surroundings and sometimes God's got to bring you out of what you're in so that you can freely give him the praise he's not the God of your relationship so you're bound in praise he's not the God y'all don't hear me of your life so you're bound in praise and so what God says in this new season he says I'm about to bust up some stuff I'm about to break up some stuff because what I want the enemy is holding captive he says I don't care about your money I don't care about your gift I don't care about your talent because it's all mine anyway but what I want is your praise and in this new year God said I've got to set you free so that I can get what's mine high five your neighbor and tell him say neighbor he's bringing me out is there anybody in here today that's ready to come out of what you're here mentally physically spiritually he's busting it up clap your hands open your mouth and shout glory I got to get back to the text. The Bible says here that he sends, he sends Moses to the chamber of Pharaoh. That was prophetic for those of you who missed it. He sent Moses into the chamber of Pharaoh. He says, listen, God said you got to let these people go so that I can, he can get their worship. The Bible says that Pharaoh, eh, he refuses. Pharaoh, just like there were typologies of Christ, there were typologies of demonic forces in the Bible as well. Pharaoh was a typology of a demonic force. The Bible says he was seven times that he refused to release the children of Israel out of bondage. You need to understand in here today, the enemy has some of you by a life grip and he refuses to release you. You wonder why you, anybody, anybody ever been in a relationship and it seemed like you broke up one week but you went back one week you broke up one week but you went back one week that's the enemy holding you in a life grip he doesn't want to let you go because he wants to keep you frustrated y'all don't hear me he wants to keep your mind clouded. He doesn't want you to be free uh, when you're in church. Instead of giving God praise, you wonder what he do. You wonder what she do. When you should be in God's presence, you wonder where they at. And you wonder what they do. This is the tool of the enemy. And I got to talk about this relationship stuff because that's the spirit of this house. All of us, we get entangled in this relationship. We get so involved in these people who ain't thinking about us. But how find your neighbor and tell them, say, neighbor, in this new season, it's about me and mine. I ain't got time to worry about nobody else. But that's for me and my house. Come on, put your hand on your chest and shout, that's for me and my house. We're going to serve the Lord because God's been too good to me. He's proven himself. I hear you, God, time and time again. Yes, sir. God says, how much more do I have to do to get your attention? I heard him on 
He says, look at the state of the world. I was in the Bahamas. And you know why everybody else was taking excursions. They were snorkeling. And they were still on the water. The Holy Ghost said, take a tour of the country. I got in the car. I gave the men my fist. We drove through the nation of Bahamas. I said, do me a favor. Take me over to near Ellis's church. We drove by the church. We drove through the neighborhood. I said, this is one of the most beautiful places I've seen. He said, sir, this is one of the most richest countries in the world. I said, what is it about this nation and our nation that separates us? He said, well, the one thing that we do, that you should do, that you don't do, is we put God first. And I've come to tell you, in this hour, if you want God to pull you up, you gotta put him first. God said to me, when I got back on the ship, I was sitting and staring at the water. There's something about water. Y'all don't hear me. And God said to me, he said, how much more do I have to do to prove to my people that I am who I say I am. He says the whole country was in a financial deficit. But I miss what they were going through. I gave you new houses. I gave you new cars. They wanted to lay you off. But they needed you. So they couldn't lay you off. Even when they laid you off, your bills were paid. Your belly was full. Your lights never went out. He says, don't they know? I've been there all the time. And I've come to tell you that this is the season where God wants all of us. We've been giving God a part of us. But God said, I'm not interested in being your part-time lover. I want all of you. I want your heart. I want your mind. I want your soul. But most of all, I want your attention. I found the name and tell him name. Let's give it to God. He deserves the glory. He deserves the honor. He deserves the praise. Clap your hands. Open your mouth. And shout glory. And the Bible says that he refuses. Y'all said, y'all said, I gotta get back to the text. The Bible says he refuses to release them out of bondage. After the seventh time, watch the text. The text says here. That God takes matters into his own hand. Stephen, I found it a long time ago. There are some battles we don't even have to fight. But all we've got to do is stand in God. The Bible says here that God takes matters into his own hand. He releases 12 plagues on the land of Egypt. The first plague was the plague of blood. Where he allowed all of the rivers of Egypt to turn into to blood. Without water, there can be no vegetation. Without vegetation, there can be no livestock. And so what God does in this act, he allows a famine to sweep over Egypt. Not only a plague of blood, but there were 11 other plagues. Knocks, frogs, lights, wind hail, uh, 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 snow hail, all types of storms, uh, sandstorms uh, had hit Egypt. Uh, plague number 12.
12 was the death of the firstborn. The Bible says here that the decree was made that the firstborn of every household would be slaughtered. I said, God, why would you command death to come across Egypt before Israel could experience life? And God said to me, the reason why I had to cause death for life is because I could not allow the children of Israel to step out of Egypt with the same mentality and some of us in here we're on the brink of deliverance but God says before I bring you out I've got to kill the mentality of yesteryear because what I did yesterday is not going to be the same thing I do tomorrow and many of us are living on the mercy and the grace of yesterday but God said morning by if you're connected to me new mercies you shall see and so yes I'm the God of yesterday but I'm the God of today and the God of tomorrow and so don't get stuck on what I did yesterday because tomorrow what I'm going to do is going to be greater than anything you ever see God what do you mean he said tell the people of God eyes have not seen ears have not heard Neither have entered the hearts of me, the things I've got in store for him. Do me a favor. Get out your seat and tell three people God's about to blow your mind. Come on. I need you to lay hands on three people and tell God's about to blow your mind. He's about to give you something you never had. He's about to take you someplace you've never gone. He's about to do in you something he's never done. He's about to blow your mind. He's about to do the extraordinary. Lord, yes, sir. He's about to bless you on another dimension. He's about to deliver you on another dimension. I know you were sick, but get ready to be healed. I know you were down, but get ready to be delivered. Some of you in here today, you've been waiting on the blessing. Just start packing your boxes. Just start getting yourself together. Because God says, this is the hour. I don't give you what you've been waiting for. This is the season. I'm going to release the thing that you need the most. You trusted me. You waited on me. You waited in me. And now this is the hour of release. If you believe it, clap your hand, open your mouth, and give God a praise. He told me to tell you, he's about to do it again. And this time, it's going to be greater than what he did before. It's going to be better than what you had before. It's going to be stronger than what you had before. Is there anybody? And here today, that believes God is up to something. I dare you, for the next 30 seconds, clap your hand, open your mouth, and praise him for what he's about to do. I don't see it, but I believe God. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I believe God. Yeah!
Listen. God's going to strengthen marriages. He's going to strengthen families. You know, some of you, some of you, get people out your ear. I'm going to keep preaching, but I got a prophecy out here. Keep people out your ear. Because some of you got people in your ear, girl, you should have been going a long time ago. But let me tell you something. God's got you right where he needs you to be. Because where you are, you're about to experience the greatest blessing of your life. Because you're held on to what he said. Carnal people cannot understand a spiritual God. And because you held on to what God said, he says, I'm sending strength to your house. I'm sending strength to your relationship. I'm sending strength to your families. Open your mouth and shout it out. Listen, everybody stand. Everybody stand. I got it. I got it. I got it. Listen. I'm trying to preach this text, but that just don't seem to be working. Listen, God's sending strength to your house. He says to him, let him go. He said, no, I ain't going to let him go. I'm going to hold their mind. I'm going to hold their spirit because ultimately I'm going to control their worship. Bible says that God releases these plagues. He speaks to Moses and says, listen, Moses, I'm about to set you up for something good. Amen. Woo! Yes, sir. God will always send warning. He will always send something. You know, he, he, he won't catch us, you know, by God, off God, but he'll always send something to cause us to get ourselves together. That's right. And to, so if you miss the, I don't, I don't feel bad for people who miss God's move. Because if you miss, when the, when the house shifts, and you miss it, it ain't my fault, baby, it's your fault. Because he's been telling us all year long, get ready. Because release has hit the house. And, and so, he said, nah, I ain't letting them go. Bible says that God takes matters into his own hand. Some of you, you ain't got to worry about your enemy in this season. Because God's going God's to fight this one. So instead of fighting, just go to praising. We're we trying to fight battles that were never intended for us. We up all night. Worrying about stuff. We can't sleep. We at work. Messing up. Because we're not concentrating on what we should be doing. Come to church. Can't give God praise for Tell your neighbor, tell them to give it to God. Ain't no need to worry what the night's going to bring. Because I'm telling you, it's going to be all over. Ain't no need to worry what I can't fix. What you worried about it for? It's out of your control. Give it to God. Let it go. Amen. A lot of us, we pray and we worry. You can't pray and worry. Either you're going to pray 
or you're going to work. I was, I, was, I was on a cruise, and, and, and we made some new friends because, you know, you sit with the same people for dinner. And they were like, how old are you? I said, I'm 38, I'll be 39. They said, what? I said, what happened? They said, oh, we thought you were like in your 20s. They said, what's your secret? I said, I don't worry. I'll just be happy. I live a carefree life. Because what I, what I can't do, God's obligated to do. And if he can't do it, that means it can't be done. Your rent due, you ain't got it, don't worry about it, go to sleep. Because he will work it out. The Lord will make a way somehow. He says to them, let them go. The Bible says, God speaks to Moses and says, get ready. I'm about to send release. And I'm about to bring you up and take you out. Watch this. He could have said, I'm about to just bring you, take you out of Egypt. But he said, I'm going to pull you up. And then I'm going to take you out. Y'all heard that? He said, I'm going to pull you up. First, I'm going to send elevation. I'm going to give you what you need for where you're going before you get there. Watch what he did. Watch what he did. Look at your name and tell him, I'm on the come up. I'm on the come up. I'm on the come up. He said, Moses, go throw Egypt. He said, he said go throw Egypt. Now, you got to remember, they, they have been bound for 420 years. They ain't have nothing. The clothes on their back were given to them. They own nothing. Nothing of value. Moses, go throw Egypt. Borrow the gold and the silk. Everything of value. Go to every household. The vessels of value. Borrow them. What type of person do you know will give the things of value to a slave? Can I borrow your gold, chalice? Sure, take it. Go. Borrow all the gold. Borrow all the silver. And take it with you. For your journey. I'll tell you this. And I'm going to keep on saying it. Make sure you get the lesson. Out of what you've been through. Because all of us in here. We've had our Egypt experience. I don't care whether you want to admit it. You can have as much money in the bank as you want. And still be bound mentally. God said this time when I bring you out. Get the valuables. Because every time you go through something in life. It's meant to teach you something. But some of us are so crazy, we keep going through the same thing over and over and over, like Alice in Wonderland, just going over and over, and we don't get the lesson out of what we've been through. We don't, we don't, we don't learn. We keep dating the same kind of people over and over and over and over again. If this one got the traits, the same traits that the last one had, and the last one treats you like dirt. What do you think this one going to do eventually? You know, the first 30 days of every relationship is good. But baby, that 31st day? <laughs> you find out who's really who. The first month is good. The first Christmas is excellent. The first birthday? That's all that's good. The first Valentine's Day? For the second one? Oh, you know, I got to work late. All of a sudden, you got to work late. You so we don't get the lesson 
And so we keep going through the same thing. This is why, this is why I don't feel sorry for some people, especially when I, when I know their story. I tell people, some people I tell, sweetheart, I don't want to hear it. Stop letting people waste your time. Because some people enjoy being miserable. And they want you to be their company. I'm not co-signing your foolishness. You better learn how to stand up and decipher right from right and wrong from wrong. Who oh, I want you to pray for me. Nope, I got other things to pray for. I pray for the last four relationships you were in. Maybe you should stop being in relationships and spend some time alone with God. Because you know, some of us, we feel like we need to be in love. Won't you try falling in love with Jesus? Somebody told me, I'm just in love with being in love. I said, me too, in love with Jesus. You just got to have a boyfriend. You just got to have a... Men don't, men don't never have to have... No, we, could, we could be single four years and be okay. Some, most of us. Well, I, I can't be. I don't know about y'all. Some of y'all women, you're so emotional. Why y'all got quiet? You're emotional creatures. You got to be loved. You can deny it if you want to, but I know what I'm talking about. And so, And so... So we keep going through the same thing over and over. And so he says to him, he says to him, he says, get the valuables, get the lesson. Bible says that. He goes back. He brings them out. I didn't even get to my text yet. Bible says he carried them through the wilderness. He's a pillar of cloud by day. He's a pillar of fire by night. He leads them. The steps of a good man are ordered. Everyone standing. I'm, I'm closing. Let me get to my text. He leads them through the wilderness. Bible says when they're hungry, he feeds them. When they got thirsty, he allowed water to come out of a rock. He was so gracious to them that they traveled through the wilderness 40 years. And the Bible says in 40 years, the soles of their shoes never wore out. I'm telling you, if you let God, he will carry you through. Text says here, uh, our text, our text says Israel gets to a place, verse fourteen and fifteen. They get to a place, and and they they say to Moses, "You brought us here to die. You you should have left us left us in Egypt, and well, we ate by day and slept by night. You you're not even, even there were no graves in Egypt. There were there was no place for us to die. But you brought us here in the wilderness to die." Not only that, but now that we're turning around, we see Pharaoh is coming to reclaim us. The thing that you said, watch this, because people will always put the blame on you when it looks like the bottom has fallen out. People, when, oh yeah, Pastor, we can do it. But when it don't seem like it's working, Pastor, you said, God said, and this don't seem like it's working. But you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say we're going to keep on going because God said it. And I don't care what looks like it's working. Looks are deceiving. Watch this. We don't operate by sight. We operate by faith. It's not what we see. But it's what we know. Because what we see may look like defeat. But we know that victory is ahead. 
says, listen, you brought us here. This man is coming to get us. He got his uh, five, six hundred of his best chariots. And they're behind us. Bible says God speaks to Moses. He says to Moses, Moses, why are you crying to me? Watch this. He holds Moses accountable. He said to Moses, I didn't give the word to them. I gave it to you. So why are you crying? First thing I need you to do is get yourself together. Read the message version. Message version says, then he says to them, tell the children of Israel to shut up. A lot of us, we complain. I don't know why we got to do that. Because God said so. A lot of us, I don't understand. You know how we got, I just don't understand. I don't, I don't understand it. Everything ain't for us to understand. A lot of times, let me be transparent. Some of the stuff God saying, I don't even understand. But where he leads me, tell them, hush. Get up from where they are. Tell them. Tell them to get up. Get up mentally. Get up physically. Spiritually. From the things that have held you back. Don't you let this new year find you on your back. Spiritually. Some of y'all just went there. Don't let it find you sitting on a seat of do nothing. But this is the hour to change your posture. Not just your posture, but some of us, watch the Bible. Let this mind be in you. That was also in Christ Jesus. So we got to change our mind about some things. Some of us got to change our minds about ourselves. Watch this. Because some of you in here, I don't, you may dress nice, you may look nice, you may smell nice, but you suffer from low self-esteem. This is why you, 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 you try so much to make yourself more appealing to everybody else because you're not really happy with yourself. But let me tell you something. Learn how to make yourself happy. If they don't want to take you to dinner, you get in your car, you buy your own gas, you pull up to the diner, you go in the restaurant, you order your food, you buy your own food, get your glass of wine. Hey, I said it. Drink your own wine. Don't get drunk. Drink your own wine. Enjoy your evening and go home and enjoy your night. One glass. Learn how to make yourself happy. Because we seek happiness in others, but we haven't, we haven't fulfilled ourselves. Somebody asked me, 
Why you not married yet? I said, I got so much other stuff I need to do for myself. I got to. In some places I want to go, dig. I ain't been yet. That I, I need to go by myself. Some, some things I need to do for myself. Some, some things I want to. Some, some things I want to do. You know wrong with me. I just want to do some stuff for myself first. Ain't nothing wrong for doing stuff. And don't let, don't let nobody hold you hostage. Either you marry me or it's over. Bye. I said bye. <laughs> some, some stuff. You know, people do it. Now, either we're going to get married or we got to go our separate ways. All right, see ya. And some, don't, don't, let, don't let people hold you hostage. That was for free. They had to do it. That was just for free. And, and, and so, so we got to change our mind about ourselves. He said, tell them to get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. And press past. Press past what they see. Press, press past what they experience. In other words, get over it. Get over. You've experienced some hurdles. Get over them. You ever watch the Olympics? And you ever watch the people who jump over the hurdles? Every now and then the person uh, that jumps over, they, they trip over it. But you see, they get up and they jump over it and they keep on moving. Sometimes in life you got to jump over some stuff. You got to get over some stuff. And then go forward. Press towards your destiny. I'm telling you, God's got a destiny for every one of us in here. Go after everything that God's promised you. Don't allow these setbacks to hold you hostage. Tell your neighbor, say, go after it. This is the season. Arise. I release it today. Arise. Go for it. No, you didn't dot every I. You didn't cross every T, but guess what? Neither have I. And neither has a person sitting next to you or behind you or in front of you. But God says today, arise. Let's stand. I'm done. I'm done. I'm really done. Let's everyone standing. Arise and go forth. Don't you miss this next moment in God. It's not going to be a season because, you know, we're so spoiled. We think God does everything in seasons and we have time to get it. But God says this next release is going to be but for a moment. It's going to happen just like that. And if you blink your eyes, you're going to miss it. Don't you let life cause you to miss this moment. Do me a favor and throw your arms around your neighbor. Get, everybody get one person. Squeeze them tight and tell them, let's, let's arise and go forth. Squeeze them tight. Tell them, let's arise. Go to somebody who ain't been touched. Tell them, let's arise. Let's go forth. We got more bills than money, but we're going to rise and go forth.
We've seen more storms than we have sunshine. But we're going to rise and we're going to go forth. We're going forth. We're pushing towards better. We're pushing towards greater. Tell somebody else, tell us that greatness is expecting you. Telling you, God is holding us accountable. Greatness is expecting you and you and you and you and you and you and you. Greatness is expecting you and 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 you. Greatness. Greatness. Father, we thank you today. We thank you for speaking to us. Thank you. That this is the season where you're going to strengthen us to stand up. Get up from where we are and press on. Lord, lift us up and let us stand. Thank you for our destiny. Thank you for our tomorrow because it's going to be far greater than our today is. God, we thank you for the greatness. We thank you for the better. Thank you for everything that you have in store for us. Thank you that this is going to be the season that you're going to blow our minds. The season of manifestation. Thank you for this moment you're about to release. In the name of Jesus, get us ready. Make us ready. If there's anything between us and you, that would keep us from becoming partakers. We pray, God, that you would take it out. Somebody just shout, it's me, Lord. Yes, here we are. It's us. Search us today, God. Search us today. Search us today. Remove hindrances. Unstop blockages. Satan, the Lord rebukes you. We curse the hand of the enemy. We command the seed of the devil to fall to the ground and to die. Never to return again. Thank you, God, for what you're about to do. In Jesus' name, clap your hands, everybody.